myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Big pardon. The Red Sox shouldn't be ranked in the top 10 for power rankings. You're dead last in your division. There are other teams that are more worthy. It doesn't make sense. It seems a little off. MLB needs to stop the love affair with the ALE. Stop, beg your pardon. The Red Sox shouldn't be ranked in the top 10 for power ranking. <laughs> Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It's me, Michael, and with me as always, S-Man. What up? Steve Ford. How's it going, man? Decided to pull a little country out here. Early 70s country. Though. Yeah. Gotta so, love early uh, 70s country. Yeah, it's, uh, Rose Garden by Lynn Anderson, 1971. Let's go. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, you know, do what I can. Pull some stuff out of left field every so often, right? Eh, every once in a while. Uh, do what I can. Do what I can. Yeah. Well, Steve was talking about the recent <laughs> power rankings, and they come out, and I don't think there's crazy surprises, but, you know, I mean, you got the usual suspects, right? I mean, number one, the Rays. Yeah. Right. The, the You got the Braves, the Dodgers. Of course, you got to put them in the top five, of course. But is there anything looking at the... The rest of the field here, is there anything that you're really surprised about? Yeah, uh, well, I'm, what I'm surprised about is all five of the AL East teams get to be in the top ten. I mean, I get it. It's a good division. But when you're dead last team and your division is still top ten in the power rankings, I, I think that's that's saying something. Yeah. And I don't like it. I mean, why can I think that the Red Sox are ranked ahead of the Twins and the Twins are actually winning in the Central? I'm surprised the, uh, the Yankees actually made top ten just because... <laughs> They lost some big games and they went into a few. I mean, their last 10, they're seven and three, but I, they're they still playing cupcake. I mean, they had their their series with the A's. Yeah. Everyone's going to beat the fucking A's. Right. Yeah, man. I tell you what, if you went on Bovada Sportsbook.com and you actually went to go put in a bid against Oakland, I'm sure you'll always win against them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're literally the worst team in baseball. Anybody who they go against, your odds are just amazing at this yeah. point. I mean, I mean, it's like a plus 110 just to win. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> and they could go against anybody in the league. I mean, yep. the Royals are pretty shitty, of course, but right. Uh, and there's a few other teams. I thought the Tigers would be the worst this year, but they're kind of yeah. middle of the pack. And I think this was just, they look at it. They probably went for the last 10 and see who had the best records. But I mean, mostly everybody's been five and five or six and four, yeah. um, except, you know, obviously you have the Rangers and, and, you know, obviously the Yankees, but I mm. still think the Yankees shouldn't have been top 10. No. I just, especially where they're at right now in their division because they're the Yankees second should have been to last. top 10. I don't think the Red Sox should have been top 10. Yeah. I put more teams in there. Like, like I said, the twins mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, teams that are up there, you know, uh, up near the top here. I get the, I get the diamondbacks a little bit higher because they've been a, uh, more of a surprise. Right. You know? So, I mean, I feel like some of these power rankings, they got where they are based on their, their name. It was the Yankees. They, of course, got to be in the top 10. It's the Yankees. Yeah. You know, it's the brand of the Red Sox. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I do like that. Some teams like the Orioles and the Rangers, oh, obviously, great. Or, yeah. you know, to, you need to be in there, but yep. it's weird. Even seeing Toronto, Toronto's playing good baseball now. I mean, yeah. they're, yeah, they lost bad. their last two, but uh, as we're recording here on a Wednesday, May 17th, but mm-hmm. uh, Toronto looks good, man. Yeah. Toronto looks phenomenal. Um, the Orioles are, I wasn't expecting the Orioles to be as good as they are right now. I mean, I expected them to contend, but yeah. not to be right nipping on the Rays' heels on, in the division. You only a handful of games out of first place. Right. And up until maybe a hand a few days ago, Adley Rushman was one for 20. Yeah. He went yeah. in this dramatically bad streak and somehow they were still winning. So if that right. doesn't show you the just the depth, depth, yeah, man, it's just, this team is built to win. That's how a rebuild goes. Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you lose a big star like Machado a few years back and now look at them. I mean, they're just the young guns are leading this team. So I'm, I'm extremely excited, but I totally agree with you, man. To have the majority of the AL East in the top ten yeah. is yeah. half your top ten is one division. It's Come fucking on. bullshit. Yeah. yeah, absolutely bullshit. I mean, is there? I mean, I look at other teams coming back. I mean, I like that the Astros are starting to win again. I love that. Obviously, Pittsburgh is getting a little bit reality now. Right, uh, they're, right. they're three and seven or last 10. I told you that bottom's dropping oh, out and yep. it's going to happen at some point. And they just lost what one against Detroit yesterday. Yeah, and they won today, but still yeah. they won today, but I still see that they're, they're going a little bit down and it seems mm-hmm. like the reds who are six and four in their last 10 are catching up and look who's seven and three in their last 10 has been the, the St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals are looking go. good, man. Cardinals yeah, are looking go. better. Cardinals have no room for error, though. You know they no. pretty much have put all their uh, their their bad luck. Uh, they they can't have any more slumps the rest of the year. They got to really no. turn it on if they're going to have a chance to you know come back and make some noise and potentially get a wild card or even win the division. So, is there is there any team you're disappointed in that you're looking at? And you're like, man, you should be doing a lot better at this point in the season. I got I got, I got a couple. Do you is it, like who's the team where you're just like. Man, like it's that disappointing child. Like, man, fuck it, you. <laughs> God, I don't know if I could ever say that to my child. But yeah, still, um, <laughs> I would say two of them, uh, the Mets. Right. I right. mean, the Met, Mets got it, at least uh, they got obliterated by the uh, the Rays last night. Justin Verlander got shell shocked right there. Yeah, uh, they, they would be one after all the money they pumped into that team in the off season. To be sitting below 500 at 20 and 23 and six and a half games out of first uh, is is a, is a shock. I mean, you're you're a game and a half away from being a dead last. Washington can overtake you in the next game and a half here. Um, that Thanks. would be one. Uh, the second one would be the Padres. I mean, mm-hmm. again, pumping money. You've lost eight of your last ten. You're seven games out of first. Again, they're 20 and 23. They just, yeah, I don't know what's going, what's not clicking. Because this is essentially the same team they had last year, right? When they went to the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, the only th- and they've even added they added Tatis. Yeah. So why are you doing so much worse? Soto sucks. You know, it's like uh, yeah, uh, the pitching is bleh. So <laughs> um, those would be the two teams I, I I'm shaking my head at. Phillies are getting better though. They they're almost back to 500. So right, um, you know they're 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 doing better. And Oakland A's are about what we expected. Yeah, um, Oakland A's are about it. Yeah. I mean, this this team, they might go down as the worst team in baseball history at this point. They're being outscored by 159 runs. Mm. They're ten, 10 and 34. Their attendance on Monday was their lowest attendance since like 1979. You were saying that they were trying to uh, 
uh, uh, like really good seats by the dugout and stuff. They're trying to sell for only 20 bucks to try and get butts in the seats. And yeah. It's still, it's still not working. Oh, man. So, Oakland's pretty shitty to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's they, I mean, you can't God. get lower than that in baseball. No, no, you 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 really can't. I mean, this is just pathetic. Yeah. Uh, and like like you were saying, they pretty they aren't hiding the fact that they're trying to get out of uh, get out of Oakland. And yeah. so no wonder the fans aren't showing up to watch. First of all, your product on the field blows. Second yep. of all, why would they show up when you're showing no loyalty to Oakland? You're basically you have one foot out the door to go to Las Vegas. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. Well, there's just no incentive there. I mean, no, you the team you have sucks. you have no stars to root for. What about Brent, Rooker though? Rooker? Yeah, yeah. You think Brent Rooker, baby? Yeah. <laughs> no stars to root for. You don't take care of the Coliseum, so there's you, you know, and uh, you put a shitty product on the field. Yeah, I don't blame fans at all for not going to those mm-hmm. games. There's a lot of people who do go to these games just to protest the team. Which yeah, <laughs> kind of fucking hilarious. Uh, reminds me of uh, people protesting Alabila. <laughs> yeah, time right before he got fired. They bought tickets to come in there just to give them crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you look at those kind of fans, they're the ones that kind of bought the ticket. So at, yeah, it's you're like, already, yeah, uh, you're already contributing money to the team. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, I don't really know about that, but yeah, I, you're starting to see major league baseball. You're starting to see the field take shape a little bit. Yep. And aside from the usual sp- suspects who I named, I think you're right. I think you need to see, somebody like Arizona kind of crack into the top five potentially and uh, eventually. And I mean, even the angels, you got to give them props. I mean, they're middle of the pack, but they're still kind of winning. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're 22 and 21. Yeah. If you want to keep Otani around, you got to be doing a lot better than that. Yeah. You're four four and a half out of first, two and a half out of the wild card. And you have arguably the two best players in baseball on your team. How are you not better than this? Right. Right. yeah i mean how yeah how aren't you better than that i mean that's (laughs) and it's i looked even the part you know who i'm really surprised who's high is the twins it's just and i understand why they are just because they're the division leaders but right i i just looked at their strength of schedule it's not great and i looked at just the overall performance compared with the rest of the top teams in the al and the nl yeah and they're not. I still think they would lose against. Like if I if I put them against Miami, I think they'd lose against Miami. Yep. If I put them against Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh would take them to the woodshed. Well, I think so too. Yeah, San Diego uh, even. You yeah. know, I just, I just the Piz, I don't know. They just don't look that great to me. Yeah, they're basically uh, the the least shittiest team in the shittiest division. Yeah, you know that's essentially it. Yeah, yeah. if you if you win the AL Central this year, you're basically you're your uh, consolation prize is going to get kicked out of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. you know, Or you might not even get to that. Isn't like that division, don't they wait for like the wild card winner or something like that? It's, they uh, do. I don't know how, yeah. Like yeah. The, the, the division winner, that's the worst, has to wait for like the wild card team or something like that. And then it's like a best of three or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. Did you so know that's your consolation prize? That's your consolation prize. Yeah. I'm not going. I'm not going to Bavada and betting on the, uh, the any team coming out of the Yale Central. I'll say that. No, fuck no. I'm not either. I mean, if <laughs> yeah, if you go on Bavada, I'm going right for the fucking winners, man. I mean, they <laughs> they, they love Tampa Bay. They yep. love New York, which is crazy. They love yeah. Boston. Texas is kind of you go on there, and Texas isn't really like a darling. But um, maybe if you get some prop bets in there. But uh, speaking of, they have uh, Corey Seager is just return is returning for the Rangers, which is kind of good cool. for him. <laughs> um, but if you look at the National League as a whole, right, and if you're yeah. looking at 
uh, runs scored. I mean, the bottom of the the AL is the Tigers at 143, yep. surprisingly. And Oakland's yeah. not too far ahead of them. But if you look, the Angels, you figure, should be better. So they're, yep. they always score a lot of runs, which, of course, you're going to score a lot of runs when you have the, that kind of roster. But it's their pitching, man. It's their, mm-hmm. their pitching is just fucking dreadful. I mean, it's not <laughs> the worst, but it's not where it should be, you know? So yeah. um, they could do a lot better. That's for sure. Yep. Yep. So. You yeah. Know, so. The, uh, you know, the, the, the season's starting to come into form here. I'd say you got your, you know, your pretenders that you had for the first month or so yes, are sir. starting to, to fade off. Now you're starting to see, I think the people that are going to be in it for the long haul. So. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. I think yep. you're the, 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 the ones who it's like, okay, like we said, the pirates and some of those teams, it's like, okay, that's cute for a bit. That's yeah. cute. But now <laughs> as we're nearing towards June and July, the real the meat real of will show up. that's yeah. exactly it, dude. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. So, which I mean, I'm curious though, like we said, Arizona is 24 and 19. You know, they're, they're the closest to the Dodgers right now. Right. And the Dodgers have really turned it up recently. Have you noticed that? Cause they yep. were, you know, kind of, kind of slow out of the gate, but then they're like, fuck, we're the Dodgers. We got to, uh, <laughs> we got to show people what's up. Do you think and, they say you know, that in the locker room too? Oh, like, hey. I, oh, they they totally do. I bet I bet Mookie says that to the to the team before each game. Hey, you know what? Fuck, we're the Dodgers. Let's go. And I'm playing and I'm playing shortstop. All right, let's go. He just bumps Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> Fuck, man, we're the Dodgers. Yeah, we're the Dodgers. Damn it. <laughs> Clayton's like fucking a right. We are. Yeah, fucking a right. We're the Dodgers. That's right. And then Dave Roberts comes out. Yeah, we're the fucking Dodgers. <laughs> we're the like, fucking. They're Dodgers. like they're like go back to your office. Like, yes, sir. <laughs> have you ever seen that movie Step Brothers? When he's yes. like, yeah. he's remember when Will's um when uh Will Ferrell's getting spanked by his yeah. dad? Was, come here by his stepdad. He's like, come yeah. here. You're you know, someone should do this long ago. All of a sudden, um John C. Rod's like, wait, dad, wait. And, uh, John C. and he's like, You shut up, you're next. All of a sudden, John C. Rod's like, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Oh, was it the 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 Catalina Wine Festival? Yeah, the kind right? of the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, the wine. Yeah, the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Catalina wine mixer material? <laughs> That's the fucking Catalina oh, wine mixer. Oh, man. Um. So yeah, the the power rankings. Uh, it's we're they're taking shape. So yeah, good good for them. <laughs> yeah, well, good for them. All right. What else? Good for Division One college baseball, right? Yeah, man. Division One college baseball. They got so. some new rules, huh? Yeah. So I think they're getting fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess. I guess I just don't understand it because. Uh, so news kind of broke, kind yeah. of a couple weeks ago, and we. I kind of wanted to wait to talk about this until we got a little bit more information, and plus. With that whole, remember we were talking about yeah, the, the potential. The, yeah, I kind of wanted to see where this all kind of laid out, and so th- this will take place. Th- so the the new rules, um, kind of take place August first. So yep. they make August. So um, in essence, the the new rules eliminate recruiting communication between college coaches and high school underclassmen, including scholarship yeah. or roster offers. So which you can't start you can't start planning on getting someone in like their freshman year anymore. Yeah, like starting to scout them by that. Right. I mean, because you knew people like Jackson Holiday and Drew Jones, who were the the top of the class last year, they were getting scouted when they were in like fucking (laughs) middle school. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, and now teams are kind of like, okay, or uh, NCAA is kind of like, okay, no, we're going to have to kind of reel this in a little bit. And so the new rules make August 1st of a prospective students, athletes, junior, the first day when recruits and college coaches can communicate for recruiting okay. purposes. So, wow. I mean, that's everything. So uh, the current communication rules, which I'll just read real quick, the, the college coaches can initiate communication with recruits starting September 1st of junior year. So that's mm-hmm. a really important date. Recruits can initiate. This is, I'm, I'm sorry, this isn't the new rules. This is their current the rules. Current rules here. So, yeah. and recruits can initiate communication with college coaches at any point in time. Third parties can help facilitate communication times and messages and blah, blah, blah. Um, and verbal offers and commitments have no limitations. Like uh, that's how it is right now. So you can make a verbal offer to an eighth grader. If you feel like that. Right. So as long <laughs> as the communication doesn't break any of the NCAA rules. So right. I'm sure that's with like paying and stuff like that, mm-hmm. because the NIL deals are kind of a whole different monster. Right. right. So now um, the new rules, which I, I said before I started in August, um, that's wrong. It started in April 26 of this year. So a couple weeks ago. Yep. A few weeks ago, um, coaches and players cannot. So going forward, coaches and players cannot initiate communication prior to August 1st of junior year. So that's the summer before junior year for many players. Third part of communication between a college coach and a high school slash travel ball coach to recruit or recruit family is now against the rules prior to August 1st of the summer before junior year. That kind of fucking sucks because I know I used to cover travel ball and a lot of scouts used to go to those games for mm-hmm. collegiate scouts and pro scouts. So does this, so this kind of, kind of sucks. I mean, yeah. now I don't think anybody can go. So, and, t- yeah. and especially in travel ball league. So you're going to see travel ball, take a dramatic dip here in attendance well, and, and for, um, for participation with players. Um, yeah. Also no unofficial or official campus visits or off campus visit contacts can take place prior to the September 1st of junior year. And there are no longer any restrictions on the total number of off official visits that are permissible per per Mm -hmm. perspective student athlete, but only one official visit will be allowed per institution unless there's a coaching change that fucking sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That does. That's sucks big time. Yeah. This is it. That's your official visit. Yeah. Can't come back. Yeah. Can't come back after this unless someone gets fired. Yeah. All right. They, so I guess they kind of look at it like uh, a 14 year old will no longer have to make this the biggest decision of their lives. Yeah. So, so, so far as they can even legally old enough to drive a car. So they kind of want to put the decision in the hands of young men. Right. So young men who are 18 plus age, right? 18 plus. So, um, I, 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 that, that that's kind of a good thing you know it takes the pressure off the, the kids now they're not having everyone watching them they can just go play ball until they get to you know adult age right you know, they, they, they won't feel those pressures of uh having to perform at that high level because oh i got the scouts already watching me i'm 14 years old a freshman <laughs> yeah i already got these people breathing down my neck you know yeah I can just go out and play baseball have fun yeah i mean they say that the rule the new rule changes it's are a huge step in the right direction for delaying the recruiting timeline and curbing mm-hmm. underclassmen commit commitments. So um, there is, there's a lot of risk when you recruit underclassmen Yeah, and, and obviously there's guys that aren't a hundred percent ready, but right. I understand for baseball, you got to scout them young. I oh, yeah. do understand that, especially when they're at bigger schools and they go and travel, travel ball is a free for all really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I also understand 
Uh, plus, and they're eliminating that third-party loophole. That's also yeah. a huge change. So, um, so if you say, if like, say like an agent or a, a recruiter or some kind of scout wants to talk to this like fourteen or fifteen-year-old, and they they're like, "Hey, I can't do it through you." So DM them in Instagram, oh, and man, you know yeah. they ask somebody who like goes to school with them or something. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you can't do that. They can, there's no third-party communication loopholes anymore so i totally get it i understand it from a point of view um of that but steve since i mean you're a parent i understand i mean your your daughter is very young and she's not a a a male but say your daughter was in that situation where she could potentially make a decision that could change the rest of her life or what school she's going to um and things like that what would you as a parent, how would you even approach that? Or what would this, I guess that's, this is a loaded question, but how would you approach that? And how would these new rules kind of make you feel either at ease or not great about her potential future? I think at at first, first things first, it'd make me feel at ease, honestly, Mm -hmm. Um, because she wouldn't have the pressure of, of the recruiting at, you know, at such a young age and she could focus on, being 14 or 15 and going to school and being with her friends and playing, you know, playing the sports that she loves and really wouldn't have to, to think about making that sort of decision until she's 17, 18 years old when, you know, you're, you're an adult and you're you know able to really comprehend and make that decision um, in regards to where school, I mean, I wouldn't put any pressure. I mean, I know a lot of people would be like, we got to go to, you know, uh, such and such school is the best for for baseball and basketball. I want them, you know, I want them to go to the best place where they're going to, uh, you know, have the most opportunities. Essentially, when it comes to my daughter, even for what she wants to do, I want her to go to a place where she wants to go. Right. You know, even if it's not, you know, even if she was an athlete per se, and you know, it's not the best place for such and such sport. I want her to go to a place where she feels the most comfortable and she's going to have the the best time and the best, mm-hmm. uh, you know, education that she can get. So. And at that age, when you're 14 or younger, however, yeah. you're in eighth, ninth grade. I mean, <clears throat> do you I feel I mean, I didn't know what school I wanted to go to at that end at that age. I, I didn't think I about did. stuff like I, that. I, I, I was Michigan State all the way, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, what, and the funny thing is, I I didn't go to Michigan State. So that they you know, twist and turns of life. Right. Right. So, yeah. But you can imagine uh, as an athlete, if you're getting a lot of offers mm-hmm. and if you're going to these campus visits and right. you're trying to be schmoozed, I mean, I remember look at Arch Manning. Let's, I, I looked at oh, Arch yeah. Manning and I was cool as that sounds. It has to be very exhausting. Mm-hmm. Just, and, but and he did All that as, and he did that for sophomore, junior, mm-hmm. fresher, uh, um, senior year. I, that That's had to have been school. so fucking exhausting. Yeah. That did and definitely the, take a toll on him. Yeah. Probably the pressure. Like enjoying himself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And just like to try to be a kid. And I remember, listening to the book of Manning or whatever, watching yeah. that uh, documentary. And there was like heavy pressure for Eli Manning to go to Ole Miss. There was heavy yeah. pressure for Peyton Manning to go to Ole Miss. And then essentially yeah. when he went to Tennessee, it's like, every- that. <laughs> everybody, well, everybody lost their shit. I mean, yep. Ole-, Ole Miss was like the fuck the Mannings, you know, your old yeah. man went here. He had a legacy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And can you imagine doing that when you're in eighth, ninth grade no. and younger? I mean, that's, the commitment. I, would, I, I wouldn't even think that wouldn't even enter my mind. I don't know if I'd be able to comprehend that at such a, a young age. Right. Especially yeah. if you want to go pro and it, with mm-hmm. baseball, I mean, say, and these rules don't really say much about pros. I don't think. Right. I'm sure this is 
basically okay this is what it is for colleges but you'll see a lot of kids you know like drew jones and jackson holiday they were getting scouted early on i mean i think drew jones i could be wrong but i think he committed early on to vanderbilt and jackson holiday i'm not sure but these people and if i and i do a lot of scouting within to make my mocks and stuff and i notice a lot of these guys have already made their commitments well before their junior year so yeah, I mean, there's good and bad. I see, I because I look at it from the travel aspect, Steve. Mm-hmm. The travel ball aspect is huge. It's like AAU basketball. Yeah. And yep. and that's where a lot of relationships are made in AAU basketball. Yep. Or is it AUU? AAU. And, um, yeah. and a lot of uh, relationships are formed, and that's how colleges kind of get to know players early on. I mean, we remember um, um, Imani Bates. Remember him? Yep. Yep. And Tom Izzo was on him. From from the get go, there with the AAU. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was scouting him in like eighth, seventh yeah. grade. I mean, he was just a phenom. But mm-hmm. the older he got, obviously, he ended up changing his mind because he had a lot of options. But at the same time, I think it's I could see where it's bad, where colleges kind of almost taint it for the kid. Mm-hmm. It's like let the kid have fun yep. until they're of age to really understand or make, or make yeah. that decision. Yeah, yep. so. Yep. I, I like the rule, but I, but looking at it, getting to my original point of travel ball, I know that is so well-respected and there's so much money into it. And mm-hmm. these parents literally uproot their lives yeah. to be in travel ball for their kids. I mean, I remember yeah. covering travel ball, Steve, and parents, like, for instance, I'd go to a tournament in Dallas or I'd go to a tournament in Atlanta. And one team we were covering, these kids were from like North and South Carolina. And it's like the parents would take off all yeah. week in the summer, all week, bro, from work. And this is before COVID, before you can work at home. They do that just to travel with their kids. Just have some understanding bosses. Huh? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And they must make some fuck you money to do yeah, that. Exactly. To be like, all right, it's summertime. I don't really have to work during the summer. I mean, yeah. money the other 10 months of the year or whatever to uh, be able to, yeah. to do this. And on top yeah. of it, those parents had to all come together and pay the coach a salary. Serious, yeah. So, the co- those travel ball coaches they all yeah. make salaries. I mean, this yeah. is salary, and you make it's a job for them because yeah. they're doing it all summer. And if you yep. live down in Florida, Texas, those 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 travel ball teams that play like all year long round, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a full time job for a lot yeah. of these coaches. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, wow. I remember one we were following this one team that was from South Carolina out of uh Rock Hill, mm-hmm. and they they were the Stars and Stripes. They were called Stars and Stripes. I forgot. I think they were 13U or I think they were 12 or 13U or 14U. Yeah. And uh, their coach, I won't say his name, but he was not making the best decisions for this team. I mean, he was putting in wonky lineups. He would never argue a call with an ump. He would just let things happen. And I remember yeah. talking to the parents and we were they were trying to film we were doing filming for them or for the uh, for this travel ball affiliate I was working through uh, to go on their sites and stuff. And a lot of these parents were like, oh, yeah, this is this guy's last year with us. I'm like, oh, really? Oh. I was like, is he finding opportunities elsewhere? He's like, oh, he probably will after we let him go. After you we know? let him like, go. <laughs> Damn. It's like. Oh, finish up the summer. Hey, uh, John, we're going to have to talk. Yeah, it's like, sorry, bro. Uh, you fucking are not doing good for our team. Yeah. And the kid, you know, and it was very well, the emotional. Kids don't like man. you. All right. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> There's a show that they used to have called Friday Night Tykes, and it would be the youth football. Well, this okay. was very much the travel baseball is the same way, and kids take it hard, parents take it hard. There's a lot of commitments all the way around. So yeah. taking D1 out of it, saying, no, you can't scout these kids early on, yeah. that might 
affect attendance or participation in travel baseball, which in, yeah, I would, would show maybe the best talented person isn't going through that. I mean, I remember yeah. East Cobb. I mean, I think it was East Cobb. I mean, Buster Posey came from those programs. Really? That's all travel ball in Georgia. Yeah. So maybe they're not going to get that kind of participation anymore. And that yeah. really hurt. So this while this is good, it's kind of good. I'm glad you said something like from a, from the mind of a parent. Mm-hmm. But um, you, you also got to look at it from the mind of people who want their kids to get scouted as well. Yeah. So overall, yes, yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a very important rule that was passed that hasn't been talked about enough for sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I'm glad you yep. I'm glad you brought that up. Speaking of Steve, you want to introduce what we're talking about next because yeah. I'm almost too pissed off <laughs> to even mention why this we're doing this today. Yeah, so. <laughs> We're recording here on a Wednesday night, and uh, last night was the NBA draft lottery, where you find out who's going to get the top pick in the draft and everything. And and our beloved Detroit Pistons had the worst record in basketball, and oh, uh, couldn't pick worse than worse than fifth. Fifth was the lowest they were going to pick. Well, they ended up picking fifth now, so we were pretty pissed off. And and I thought, you know, in the spirit of draft season, we just recently had the NFL draft and the NHL draft lottery happened recently here a couple weeks ago. I thought it'd be fun to look at athletes that were drafted by MLB teams who chose another sport to play instead of baseball. So we basically pick our, our three favorites uh, athletes that were drafted by MLB uh, teams, but went on to, uh, to play other sports. So, yeah. 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 I mean, after last night, our Detroit Pistons got fifth, which mm-hmm. if you went on Bavada and you were looking <laughs> at the highest odds uh, yep. to get the number one pick, it was the Detroit Pistons. Detroit Pistons. Unfortunately, the NBA didn't feel the same way. Yeah. yeah like, oh, <laughs> oh, what's that? Pistons? Fucked again? Right, cool. yeah. Fucked again? Add another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What? Fuck another Detroit team? That's, uh, that's par for the course here for us. So I so, uh, go on Twitter and people are saying, oh, Detroit fans are babies. You had a number one pick a couple years ago with Kate. It's like, yeah, I get that. But when you're the worst team in the you, NBA, you, yeah, exactly. you better get better than fifth. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Give us at least top three. All yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you if you're know. gonna rig it, fucking rig it so it doesn't look blatantly <laughs> yeah. obvious. Yeah, and like like I told you, I called it back in March. I was like, Spurs are gonna win the. Uh, the oh yeah, lottery. get ready. Yeah, that's that's what the NBA wants. Greg Popovich's parting gift is gonna be Wemby. Uh, Wemby here. So. Yep. Oh, isn't that just the if it's the narrative? David Robinson first and pick. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Now the legacy yep. continues with mm-hmm. Wemby. Fucking yep. yeah. Nope. Like, how blatantly obvious can you make it? <laughs> At least get the Blazers the pick so it doesn't look so fucking yeah. obvious. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. The Blazers always get the shaft. If we think Detroit gets the shaft, but the Blazers get the shaft oh. a lot. Blazers I mean, are always second I mean, place. Yeah, I mean, they picked Sam fucking Bowie over Michael Jordan. Let's be honest. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, of, I, speaking of, if you want to watch a good movie, if you have time, watch uh-huh. uh, Air on Amazon. It's about really? uh, how Nike signed Michael Jordan, how their oh, company cool. took off from that. So, so it's, it's on Amazon now? It's on Amazon for free, oh, bro. Cool. And it's oh, nice. one of the best movies I've seen in like okay. a few years. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. It's it totally out. 80s throwback. I was going to text you a million times, but I'd probably give away a lot of the, if I were to do that. <laughs> the, the plot points. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I just never knew it was that, it was that crazy signing Michael Jordan. I mean, it's how they had to go through his, the, the guy... Uh, Sonny Vaccaro, who mm-hmm. had to eventually get him to jump on, uh, went past over the agent's head, went to go went visit to, to tr- parents, the parents. Yeah. And I guess it wasn't even Michael Jordan that was 
did the deal or cared about it was his mom mom. yeah yep his mom called the shot there you always got to listen to your mom right yeah (laughs) it just fell night the ceo at the time of nike just how he was influential yeah could watch it let me know what you think now that's great so um taking what you taking what you said into account the top (laughs) athletes who decided to choose another sport yeah Starting with me, I'm going to go with Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward. Heisman Trophy winner, right? Heisman Trophy winner, Charlie Ward. The reason why I put him on my list, because he's kind of an anomaly, because not only was he amazing at football, but he was also amazing at baseball. And, oh, yeah, amazing at basketball. Yeah, (laughs) the guy could do it all. I remember playing playing basketball there at Florida State. Obviously, he was quarterback there. And, yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, isn't it crazy that... He wins, wins the Heisman Trophy, was an amazing player for Florida State, and then he probably could have had an NFL, NFL career. He gets drafted by the Yankees in 1994 with an 18-round pick, and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> but, he was, but he already made, um, in 94, he, he kind of already had a good draft position, which is kind of crazy to think about, right? So he was the 26th pick in the 1994 draft. Mm-hmm. Today... If you're the 26th pick in a draft in the NBA, you're actually lucky if you make the team in some right. scenarios. Yeah. Yep. In the yep. first round, mind you. So mm-hmm. Charlie yeah. Ward for me, Steve, comes in at number three. Okay. That's a solid number three. Number three for me was actually a, a shock when I realized this. Dan Marino. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, before he went to Pitt, he was quite the pitcher in uh in high school. And was selected in surprisingly the fourth round of the 1979 draft out of uh, 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 Kansas City. The Royals selected him. You mentioned Dan Marino playing alongside George Brett. I couldn't. Yeah, that, that's yeah, insane. But and, and you know, it's not like he was picked in like the 25th round or something like that. He was picked in the fourth round. That's a that's a solid pick as far as MLB goes. But yeah, he, he decided to continue football. Went to play at Pitt. Uh, where he was quarterback and then obviously went on to be drafted by the Dolphins, had the Hall of Fame career playing football. So uh, it was, yeah, I was a little bit shocked to, to see Dan Marino pitcher pick so high by the uh, the Royals there in 1979 out of high schools. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah that is kind of crazy. I mean, if you yeah. look at the whole list of of people we could have picked who, who mm-hmm. decided to, who got drafted in baseball and then decided to either Playing another sport or play baseball, but or but playing another sport is is really interesting. I mean, yeah. we look at people, the exceptions of the rule who won't be on our list, of course, of people like Bo Jackson and Deion Bo Sanders. Because yeah, exactly. They 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 played baseball eventually and uh, you know, had pretty good career. The surprising one, Danny Ainge, before he hit it big with Boston, yeah, was a, a draft pick. He, he was in the the Blue Jays system, yeah, and he actually played parts of three seasons of pro baseball on the Blue Jays roster, yeah, and then then decided. Baseball is not really for me. Got into basketball with the Celtics and then went on to win three or so championships with Larry Bird. And then That's, became that, a great executive with the Celtics. Yeah, he actually was on the major league roster before he started playing uh, for the Celtics. Was on the Blue Jays rocks. See, that's that's to me that's just crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just that's insane. And I, the same thing with somebody like Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was drafted. Yep. by the uh, the Rockies, I believe, or the Yankees. Yeah. The Yan- and then he ended up signing and then decided baseball's not for me and decided to play NFL. You want to hear, here's a, I'll I'll do you one even crazier. That's not on our list. Me and Steve are talking about the top guys. This guy I'm about to mention isn't the top guy, but I had to mention it because it's crazy. Michael Vick was drafted by the Colorado Rockies in 2000, in the 2000 draft in the 30th round. Yeah. 
despite not playing baseball since eighth since fucking eighth, grade. Exactly. What does that say? It says the Rockies have been desperate since 2000. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I mean, how desperate can you be? Yeah, that's unbelievable. That wow. blew my mind. I'm like, well, at first, that kind of pisses me off, too, because it's like, okay, so you're going after a guy who is physically, uh, physically amazing. He At yep. that time in 2000, he was the best athlete on the planet, most con- were considering him. But the figure he can also play baseball, even though he didn't play it for years leading up yeah. to that, is just... Well, you can pick it back up, right? You'll be all right. Yeah. It'll be all right. We'll teach you how to right. hit. Yeah, we'll teach exactly. <laughs> um, that's a, unbelievable, bro. Wow. That is to me. That's yeah. just crazy talk. It's yeah. crazy talk. Speaking of crazy talk, my number uh-huh. two pick is Tom Brady. Okay. okay, I actually never knew this until maybe a handful of years ago, but he was actually in 1995. He was and his, which would have been his freshman year at Michigan. He was drafted by the Montreal Expos. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Of course, he I turned it, it down. <laughs> yep. it makes sense. Makes sense. Which is funny because, you know, he was always side by side with Drew Henson. Drew Henson got drafted by the Yankees later on. You know, right. For, for, for baseball. So both those quarterbacks at Michigan at the time had a baseball aspiration for them as well. It's kind of they had killer arms. I mean, yeah. Yep. Which is crazy because Tom Brady always was a precision passer, but I would have never considered Tom Brady to have a bullet arm like a Stafford. Mm. He was just the smart quarterback and very accurate. But yep. uh, yeah, they drafted him in the 18th round. And mm. he said, fuck it, going said, to Michigan. Nope, nope. <laughs> I'm going to be a quarterback. When he went to Michigan, he was backing up for like two oh, years. He totally was. Yeah, so, he, was, he was Drew Henson's backup, I think, for a while. Yeah, yeah, he was. So yeah, man, number two for me was Tom Brady. Who do you got? Uh, number two is another quarterback uh, for me. This quarterback is actually, it's uh, Dante Culpepper. this. Yeah, so uh, 1995, again, out of high school, similar to Dan Marino. Uh, Dante Culpepper was selected in the 26th round by the, the New York Yankees. Uh, you know, decided he didn't want to play alongside Jared, Derek Jeter, Rivera, all those all those guys, and decided, I'm going to go play football uh UCF. So he uh, yeah. went on to play quarterback at uh, UCF, drafted by the uh, the Vikings, Became a dynamic duo with Randy Moss and one of the best quarterbacks for a handful of years there. But yeah, out of high school again, uh, Dante Culpepper was a, uh, a 26th round selection by the uh, the New York Yankees. So. What might have been, right, Dante? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what could have been? Am I right? Could have right? been. Could have been. No. 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 Yeah, fuck us. Yeah, All so right. I, I, I found that. Uh, you know, uh, it would have been fun to see that cannon of an arm on on the baseball diamond. Right? Oh, bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine, I mean, at that time, he was always a big guy and he was always super yeah. athletic. So mm-hmm. I think he chose the right sport just yeah, because so he was so made for that sport. But well, yeah, he, uh, he looks like a quarterback. Oh, 100 um, percent. My number one is it's interesting, but kind of going back to the 1983 NFL draft where mm-hmm. Steve had Dan Marino, who was drafted in the same draft. Uh, my guy's John Elway. John Elway. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, only player. Was, he was close to playing uh, baseball. If uh, wasn't it if the Colts had selected him in the uh, the draft, remember he was going to yes. He's yes. basically going to say, fa, fa, "I'm not going to go play for this dumpster fire of a franchise. I'd go, rather go back and play football." Or well, play he baseball. Ca- he kind of yeah. leveraged his career. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. like Kyler Murray, because yeah. Kyler Murray, if he didn't get drafted, 
at the number one, it was that he was not going to play football. He would actually have people were saying he was going to go with the Oakland A's who could use him right now. Yeah, they really um, could. <laughs> drafted him a handful of years ago. Uh, I think like the number seventh pick or fourth pick. It was a top 10 pick. Yeah. It was, which top 10 money is really good. But yeah. obviously he made the right choice because now he yep. got his first contract, his first big contract, Ooh. and it's uh, astronomical. But John Elway uh, is the only player on our list to be drafted twice in baseball. So really? okay. he ended up getting drafted in the second round of the 1981 draft by the Yankees, yep. of course, which was six picks ahead of Tony Gwynn. Wow. And okay. after after playing both sports, he played both sports. He was a two sport athlete in Stanford. Yep. And then, but earlier in 79, Steve, which was, I believe, the year the you Dan said Marino that, one. that was actually he got drafted in baseball in the 18th round by the Royals before. So the like, Royals could have had Dan Marino and John L.A., huh? They could have, man. And look at that. huh? Yeah. Yeah. I never yes. knew that. Never I knew know that. that. I, I didn't know about the Royals part. I knew that, you know, he, he leveraged his career by basically saying, I'm not going to. Yeah. You know, Colts, I'll go back and I'll play for the Yankees. You know, George Seinbrenner was ready to just pedal up the Brinks truck, I think, to uh, to get him to uh, you know, come join, play baseball. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. I would have never thought that in a million years. I, I knew the leverage thing, but I didn't know that he, he's got drafted twice. Twice. So, unreal. Unreal. So, uh, Steve, who do yeah. you have? So my number one is, uh, it's an interesting number one here. I, uh, I picked Cedric Benson. Remember Cedric Benson? Great yeah. player there with the, with the Bears and the Bengals. You know, had a great, great uh, uh, NFL uh, career, solid running back. Um, yeah. You know, also with the Packers. But he, uh, he was also drafted uh, by the Los Angeles Dodgers in the 12th round of the uh, 2001 um, MLB draft. But it was also right around the time that he was, uh, you know, his fourth overall pick in the NFL draft. He decided, all right, fourth pick in the draft or 12th round in baseball. I'm going to go play football. And I think he made the right decision on that. I see. <laughs> I see. Exactly. I see you. Uh, Cedric Benson, RIP. I forgot that he passed away in 2000. Yeah. I had to look that up prior to the show. I'm like, I, I was thinking I was. Thinking, did he die? And he did, yeah, unfortunately. He did. I think uh, it was like an automobile yeah, accident. Yeah, it was a, a motorcycle accident. So. Uh, yeah, it's tough. But yeah. I remember when him in Texas, he was the guy who take over for Ricky Williams. Yep, yep. And he was actually a really good running back. So the Ricky Williams, he actually was drafted too for uh, he know, was for baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the good athletes, man. A lot of good, these guys yep. are good yeah. fucking athletes. I mean, yeah. it's. It's interesting, interesting to see. The only ones that successfully played two sports, like I said earlier, were Bo Jackson and Deion oh, Sanders. And if you get a chance right. to watch the Deion Sanders one, the okay. 30 for 30, yeah. where he played Good. for Atlanta and, well, the, the, I think it was the Atlanta Falcons and the Atlanta Braves at the time. I mean, he had to go to helicopters from game yeah, to game. Yeah, between and, games, yeah. Like he had to, he'd finish, uh, you know, their, their, their seasons barely overlap, but he would, yeah, he'd finish a game and then get on a helicopter. And then I think he like showed up at the World Series or something, right? Yeah. And then, then got in the game. <laughs> Unfucking real, bro. Unreal. Yeah, that, that's dedication right there, right? At its finest. Yeah. Man, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think everyone on our list made the correct decision. But yeah, just think of uh, Cedric Benson, Vin Scully introducing Cedric Benson in those uh, early that's 2000 Dodgers. Tits, teams man. Yeah. Teams, right? That would have been sick. Might have been. What well, might have been? Yeah. So, so yeah, I thought that would. Uh, I thought that'd be. This would be be fun to do. So, and obviously, Patrick Mahomes was drafted by the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. would have been interesting. And that made sense too because he has baseball roots because his yeah, dad exactly. used to play for the Twins. Mm-hmm. I want to say yep. so. Yeah, I think you're right. 
So that's interesting that he took yeah. football. I mean, obviously, that was a smart move. The that choice, yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't even a high draft pick. I think Tigers picked him like twentieth round. Or something. Right. Yeah, and I think that was the only time he was drafted. There's some of these yep. guys that that's the only time they get drafted. That's why it was right. interesting. John John Elway was twice. I mean, that mm-hmm. was crazy to think about. So, yeah, um, a fun list, it nevertheless. Is, a yeah. fun list. So we uh, head on over to the Fantasy Factory. Let's do it. All right. I think you're coming off a big win, right? You're in first place. Yeah. First place. Rightfully where I where I rightfully belong. Uh-huh. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I'm about to start firing the manager here. Yikes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not not looking too too sharp here for the S man. I took another yeah. L on the chin here. So uh um it's okay. Just another- gotta, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta keep digging here, doing the best you can. So uh Keep at it, right? Just yep, keep you at just it. Gotta keep at it. I mean, and uh, hopefully, you know, don't far, fall too far behind, and hopefully, it'll turn around. Uh, you know, you look at, uh, you know, there's about 10, 10, 10 of our twelve teams are extremely competitive. So you just need one or two good weeks, and you can get yourself right back in it. You know? Yeah, that's uh, right now. I'm battling Mark and uh, Mark and your dad. I think for supremacy uh, there in the eight through ten slot or so. Yeah. 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 yeah, my dad dropped from being the first mm-hmm. in our division, and he's he's dropping. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's pedaled some down a little bit. But. That's the beauty of baseball because yep. you have guys that can go on streaks, and when they go on streaks in fantasy uh, in baseball, fantasy baseball, your team looks good, yep. could look good, and then there's times where you yes. have certain players who just drop out, and it's like Brandon Lau. Mm-hmm. I I, ben- I benched him finally. He was on an O for nineteen streak. For me. That's insane. I, and, bro. And, and I didn't realize it was that bad, but then I. I you know, it started looking at projections uh, uh, using the Yahoo app, and he was like, oh, for 19. But I kid you not, dude. I put him on the bench. He went two for three the next night. That's insane. <laughs> so just, just need a benching by me on my fantasy team, and then it just turned him right around. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's up there. So. I, some people I noticed, and they're good teams, too, will drop good players, Yeah, which I don't understand. Somebody dropped Brandon Nimmo. Yeah, that that would be me. I dropped Nimmo early on, but well, did he get dropped again? So he got dropped again. I I knew you weren't the guy that dropped. I think it was yeah. uh, it was the, my editor, the the one for through the fence baseball, mm-hmm. who has a team in our league. He uh he dropped him, and I picked him up. And I'm looking at his stats. I'm like, his stats are What's actually pretty good right now. He's batting yeah. over 300. Mm-hmm. He, he's getting double digits with RBIs. He's looking pretty good. I, I was thinking to myself, why did that guy? Because I understand why you probably dropped him because. His he first sucked season. to start off the year. It yeah. was like his first two or three weeks were absolute dog shit. It was like Michael Conforto. I did the same thing. This guy couldn't hit his weight, and I dropped mm-hmm. him. But but Brendan Nimmo made a resurgence on that guy's team, and yep. he just decided they dropped to fucking that, drop him. That, I was like, yeah, oh. that that doesn't make sense. But uh, you know, you if it some, works, you win some, you lose some, right? Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Me right now, I'm uh just trying just trying to feel my team out. Usually, I'll use all seven. Uh, moves for the week and i haven't really made too many moves yet so far this week i'm just letting uh the chips fall as they may uh, with the team, yeah so. well hey true and usually if you, i notice you will start making moves and i do the same thing if i'm in a close game where i need more yep. pitching stats exactly yeah um, where I, you know like i absolutely in last week's game i absolutely destroyed a whole bunch of the pitching stats but my team just couldn't hit their way out of the paper bag so you know I, I think for the whole week i end up with like 17 rbis that's it oh man and, and that's right and i think that that guy had it that that in like two days i think he's had like 10 or 12 rbis a day a couple of days i'm like must be yeah. fucking nice yeah exactly 
So, but um, a couple of the players I picked up off the the waiver wire are turning it around. So that's usually uh, how it goes in fantasy baseball, man. My that's... lineup is looking nothing like, except for the 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 pillars of like Austin Riley and Goldschmidt and uh, Trey Turner. It looks almost nothing like how how it was to uh, to start the season. So I'm I'm kicking myself. I'm watching, you know. Aaron Judge have a solid, solid season so far. Ronald Acuna looks like fucking MVP. I had chance. Ronald Acuna. These, I had a chance to all these people, but I decided yeah, Trey Turner. It's the way to go. Yeah. He sucks. New team. <laughs> Guys with new, new teams, team. it's hard, man. I should have, you know, Acuna's like up there. He's hitting 344. He's stealing double digits and bases. He's hitting home runs. He's driving runs in. I was like, but nope, I said to myself, he's, co- he's still coming off that injury. He, you know, he was sluggish last year. I don't think he, he's going to get back to form. Uh, how little I knew. So <laughs> Cunha, my early season pick for MVP, man. Yeah. He, uh, uh-huh. He's having an MVP year for sure. Yeah. Man. So. Well, there's somebody who does have a question okay. this week, and they think they want to know your take on this. So it's Pat Kaniski okay. from Duluth, Minnesota. Okay. And he or she, I apologize, asks, do you think the days of Jacob deGrom being a fantasy stud are gone? One word answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy's made six whole starts this year. I think he's finally back on a rehab. He's 2-0 this year, solid ERA, but he's only made six starts. He's injury prone. Um, He's made a grand total in the last four seasons combined of – uh, a little over 40 starts. And I mean, an average baseball season, you make 30, 32 starts a year. So he's made about a year's worth of starts in the last four years. So I think injuries are starting to take a toll on him. And yeah, I don't think he's uh, the, the fantasy pitching stud that he used to be. So yeah, uh, yeah kick him to the curb. Yeah. He's I not, mean, he's not what he, he's, he's not what he once was. And he's past 30 now. He's so, not. At the back end of his career, funny thing is, is Texas is doing just fine without. (laughs) Yeah, well, and they were doing fine without Corey Seager for a little bit there. So maybe Bochy man, Bruce Bochy. I'm telling you. Uh, Well, I I, I just know at the beginning I was saying you don't build a team around, and I'm still sticking by not building a team around a bunch of Robins to Batman. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I think I undervalued their depth. They have really good depth. Yep. Yep. And sneaky good depth on that team, which is fucking crazy. I um agree. I agree. Yeah, man. So yeah, you saying no, yeah, he's he's done. Yeah, I'm saying I'm eyes. saying his yeah, his stud days are behind him. Yeah. Yep. All over. Yeah, it's all over for Jacob DeGrom. All over for Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> <laughs> um exactly. we're bringing back, I think this okay. is the first time this season, yeah. your commission trade analyzer, man. Oh, the here yeah, we go. The yeah or nah. All right. All right. Well, let's do it. Uh, I'm excited here. Saw a trade come down the pipe, and I wanted to see if you would do it or if you wouldn't. So uh, would you veto it or not, basically? So Corbin Burns, Gunnar Henderson, and Jaron Duran for Mookie Betts. Yeah or nah? I'm gonna go nah on this one. I'm sorry. Eh. I, I I think that's too much to give up for Mookie Betts. Yeah. Uh, I mean Mookie still has star potential. He's got a 1.6 WAR this year, but the guy's hitting 244. He's not, hasn't even hit double digits on home runs. So you'd be you know 
a de- decent pitcher. I still think Gunnar Henderson could turn it around, even though uh, he kind of sucks right now. And then Duran, you know, it's just, I think that's too much to give up for bets. So that's a nah for me. Big O nah. Yeah, yeah. On, on Bavada, they basically, every time I see Corbin Burns uh, pitching, they yeah. he's never, I don't know if this is a down year for him. He's not pitching horribly, but he's not pitching mm-hmm. MVP style. And they usually give him kind of an even stat line to win. So okay. I'm always kind of looking at he's going against Matthew Libatori, I think, today, tonight. Okay. And he's still not up by a very big margin to win. So it just kind of shows you his value if you're looking on the gambling or the sports betting side of it. But then Gunnar Henderson, I can be I have Gunnar Henderson and I have Jaron Duran and Jaron Duran is amazing, but yeah. Gunnar Henderson fucking sucks right now. And <laughs> just a spotty player who I think should be make probably a demotion here mm-hmm. just to At some point. have him reset a little bit. So nah, four. Nah, it's a nah. It's a nah. Three, four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Well, shit. It's, it's uh, uh, starter sit time. It's starter sit time, man. All right. Well, let's uh, let's cue the music. All right, man. So this week, starting off with first base, starter sit, Vlad Jr. or Freddie Freeman? Uh, Vlad Jr. Okay. Uh, second base, Jonathan India or uh, Ozzy Elbies? Albies. Albies again or Nolan Gorman? Albies. Okay. Nolan Arenado or Rafael Devers, third base? Arenado. I think he's homered in, what, five straight games? Now? Five straight games. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, while well, we got we got a more even matchup here right now, Nolan Arenado yeah. or the guy who has been pretty hot for most of the mm-hmm. year, kind of cooling a little bit, but he's still hot. Uh, Matt Chapman. Uh, Arenado. Okay. Right in the hot hand. Yeah. Uh, Raphael Devers or Riley or Austin Riley, third base. Devers. Okay. Nope. Lars Newtbar or Stephen Kwan. Newtbar. Newtbar. Stephen Kwan again or Byron Buxton. Ooh, division fun. Uh, Quan. Julio Rodriguez or Andrew Benatendi? Rodriguez. Rodriguez again or Cedric Mullins? Uh, give me the uh, the cycle man himself, Cedric Mullins. Okay. Uh, one more time. <laughs> Three's <laughs> lucky charm. Uh, yeah. Julio Rodriguez again or Brian Reynolds? Brian Reynolds. Ooh. One for two. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Julio. Uh, battle of some stud catchers this year. Mm-hmm. Jonah uh, Heim or Adley Rushman? Uh, Adley Rushman. He's finally turned it up a little bit. Uh, Heim again or Alejandro Kirk? Heim. Okay. Kyle Tucker or Mookie Betts? Betts. Mookie Betts again or Juan Soto? Betts again. Man, Soto's just been absent this he year. Really has. It's it's scary. <laughs> it, is, it really is. Uh, Xander Bogarts or Bo Bichette, shortstop. Bichette. Uh, Matt Wisdom. I'm sorry, Patrick Wisdom or Matt Olson, first base. Patrick Wisdom. Jared Kalenic or Dalton Varsho, outfield. Kalenic. Dansby Swanson or Francisco Lindor. Swanson. Back to the outfield. Brandon Nimmo or Seiya Suzuki. Nemo. And round it out. Luis Robert or James Outman. Outfield. Uh Lou Bob. Lou Bob. Uh what do we got for waiver wire? Well, if you're a bet man on Bavada, here are three players that I would consider picking up uh if I were you off the waiver wire. Uh first is Matt McLean. Uh he's up thirty nine percent in Yahoo leagues. Uh he's a big hitting guy for Cincinnati, set to make his uh major league uh, big league debut this week. 
uh, hitting a 346 clip with 12 home runs in the minors since the uh, the promotion for him. So see if he can bolster that Reds lineup a little bit. Uh, second is uh, Dean Kremer for Baltimore. He's up 9% in Yahoo Leagues. Last start, he went six innings uh, with four Ks and got the win. So if you're looking for a little pitching depth, that'd be the way to go. Uh, third would be Alex Kirloff, uh, Minnesota. He's up 18% in Yahoo Leagues. Uh, hit 346 last week with two dingers and uh, three RBIs. So those are the three people that I'd be uh, taking a look at on the waiver wire for this week. Rock on. Yeah. Shall we uh, head on over to Collection Corner? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Up for me this week is Jaron Duran. He's up. It's either Duran or Duran, but I think it's Duran. Up $10.98. That is a 165.86% increase. Market price right now sits around $17.60. You could pick up his 22 Tops Chrome Update rookie card. The number US 118 is 2020 Bowman Chrome rookie card or his 22 Panini Chronicles Crusade Prism rookie card. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. (laughs) Down this year. And I remember when this guy was up like a few months ago was Paul Goldschmidt. Ooh, how the mighty have fallen. Huh? Ooh, just a rough year for Paul Goldschmidt so far. I know, down. I know. He's on my team. <laughs> Damn, dude. Damn. Down yeah. $12.14. That is a 70.21% uh, percent in decrease. Market price right now sits around a whopping $5. Ouch. Since that, he took a big hit. I mean, man. he used to be in the late 20s, 21, yeah. and now. An MVP last year, man. Right, man. right. I yeah. mean, insane. Uh if you compare his market price to where Aaron Judge is at, it's yeah. astonishing. It's, it's astonishing. It's crazy. Uh, his 22 Panini Diamond Kings, any border, blue, pink, purple, all of them are down. His 2016 Tops High Tech and his 2011 Tops Update Rookie Card, US 47, his big card is way down. Ouch. Uh, up for me this week uh, in card form, but not necessarily in playing form. So I think he's on the IL. Oh, hits the wall hard. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Jazz Chisholm? Uh, he's up $16.69 or a 511.96% increase to a market value of $19.95. Up cards includes 20, uh, 2022 Bowman Fuchsia, number 299, and his 2021 Tops Chrome Rookie, number 144. Uh, down this week is uh, Red Sox great Dwight Evans, uh, down $18.96 or a 82.72% decrease to a market value of a whopping $3.96. Uh, down cards for Evans include his 1980 tops number 405 and his 1976 tops number 575. Nice, Ouch. yeah. Dwight, yeah. I like Dwight Evans, I man. Like Dwight he, Evans. Uh, yeah. I, his cards always fluctuate between 15 and 25 dollars. Uh huh. Yeah. So they took a the high end ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he'll rebound. Oh yeah. He, he's a all all time Red Sox great there. So oh, he'll, for he'll sure. be he'll be all right. Oh yeah. Shall we uh shall we get the candles out, celebrate a birthday? Let's do it. All right. It's a happy birthday to Detroit Tiger great and Hall of Fame pitcher Cactus Jack Morris. Hey. Born on May the 16th, 1955. Uh crew numbers for Jack, uh 254 career wins, ERA of 3.9 and 2478 uh strikeouts. But like I said, spent the majority of his career with the Tigers, then went to the Twins, Blue Jays before uh ending up with uh Cleveland, uh the Cleveland Indians, now Guardians. Uh Retired there uh, after the strike shortened uh, 94 season. Well, I gave it a go in 95 uh, in the minors, but didn't quite make it. So career highlights include five-time All-Star, four-time World Series champion, 
84, obviously, and then 91 through 93 with the uh, Twins and then the Blue Jays. World Series MVP in 1991, two-time MLB wins leader, AL strikeout leader in 1983, and pitched a no-hitter on April 7th, 1984, and is number 47 is retired by the Tigers. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame and the Modern Era Committee in 2018. A little trivia here on Jack. He holds the record for most wins by a twin in a single postseason with four during the 1991 postseason run. So uh, happy birthday to Jack Morris. I got to admit, Steve, up until now, um, (laughs) did not know he never won a Cy Young. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it crazy? His ERA. People always talk about his ERA. It's up near four. But it was a different era. Jack was always, he was the bulldog for the Tigers. Sparky would leave him in there. He'd give up five, six runs a game. You know, but he'd give you seven, eight innings to start, you know, so he right. rarely, you know, was was given the hook there. He was always you know, the guy that was going to eat up the innings for the Tigers. So, yeah, and he in this, most of that, those inflated when you see a, a mm-hmm. Hall of Fame pitcher with inflated ERA, it's usually at the end of their career the when they're just careers. not the yeah, same ex- anymore. Exactly. But he was the all time winning pitcher of the 80s. So. I that? mean, no, I mean, it's not crazy. He didn't win a Cy Young. I'm Nolan Young. Yeah. Nolan Ryan never won a Cy Young. Nope, and, nope. I mean, there's there's some great pitchers that never won. But I got to say, I actually never realized he's never won a Cy Young. But, yeah. Um, he yeah, probably man. could give a fuck left as at last. Oh as yeah, he's wearing those four, four World, World Series, Series rings. rings. Yeah, so, exactly. One with the cool. Tigers, and then three years in a row just went right from the Twins, won a World Series back to back with Toronto. That's crazy. that's amazing. Yeah. I wonder if he'd ever get his retire his number retired by Minnesota. Or at least be in their Hall of Fame because he was. He should be. I think he should be. Them. I was going to say. I think he should be maybe on their their Wall of Fame or something. You know how something you're, you're you're in the Hall of Fame, not necessarily get your jersey retired, or right? Like right. That, but but at least be mentioned in their Hall of Fame because they wouldn't have won that World Series in '91 without him. Yeah, man, he was the guy. I mean, especially winning the World Series MVP. Yep. I mean, he was the guy at that time. So John Smoltz, that game seven of the 91 World Series, I think it's one of the greatest World Series games of all time right there. Yeah. Big time, especially when you're talking pitching duels, man. Man. Yeah, happy birthday to Jack Morris. Cactus Cactus Jack. With that, that's a show. That's a show. That's a jam-packed show right there. was a jam-packed show, man. A lot Mm -hmm. of interesting topics in terms of talking rules and uh the new rules in the D1 yeah. and obviously the fun that we had with the players might have been yeah. the two sport <laughs> shit so it's always a good time but yeah man uh I got some good stuff coming up ahead in the next in the following weeks I mean yep. god in the next few weeks well I'd say a good month from now we have the baseball draft coming the up draft coming and, up yeah uh world's uh, baseball uh college baseball is starting to yep. round out a little bit and I uh, got some good shit underway yeah. but uh taking form yeah absolutely yep. thanks for listening to us everybody yeah. we very much appreciate it be a friend tell a friend be a bud tell a bud <laughs> um, uh but uh if you have any questions again uh we love them send them to yep. steven uh dot ford oh two uh just dm him if you want yep. and my and mine is michael j dalt so um do that get it up so thanks everybody for listening and we will catch you guys all next week deuces